Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 486. Exactly, Dennis said. So, if you had to pick, what sort of horse would you want to be? A plow horse works hard, but does it get the best stall? The best feed? Murmur. That's right. That goes to the fancy horses. They get petted and fed and only have to work when there's a parade or someone goes hunting. Then it continued. So, if you're going to be a whore, you do it smart. You don't want to be some dockside drab. You want to be a duchess. You want men to court you, send you gifts. Murmur. Yes, gifts. If they pay, they'll feel like they own you. You saw how that turned out tonight. You can keep your accent and that low bodice and have sailors paw you for halfpenny a throw. Or, you can learn some manners, get your hair done, and start entertaining gentlemen callers. If you're interesting and pretty and you know how to listen, men will desire your company. They'll want to take you dancing as much as take you to bed. Then you have the control. Nobody makes a duchess pay for her room in advance. Nobody bends a duchess over a barrel in an alley, then kicks out her teeth once he's had his fun. Murmur. No, Dennis said, her voice grim. There was the sound of coins being clinked softly into a purse. Don't lie to yourself. Even the fanciest horse is still a horse. That means sooner or later you're going to get ridden. A questioning murmur. Then you leave, Dennis said. If they want more than you're willing to give, that's the only way. You leave, quick and quiet in the night. But if you do, you'll burn your bridges. That's the price you pay. A hesitant murmur. I can't tell you that, Dennis said. You need to decide what you want for yourself. You want to go home? There's a price. You want control over your life? There's a price. You want the freedom to say no? There's a price. There's always a price. There was the sound of a chair being pushed away from a table, and I pressed myself back against the wall as I heard the two of them stand up. It's something everyone has to figure out on their own, Dennis said, her voice growing more distant. What do you want more than anything else? What do you want so badly you'll pay anything to get it? I sat for a long time after they left, trying to drink my wine. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And I think the last sentence does a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Kvothe doesn't really know how Dena makes her living until now. You know, people have tried to, you know, intimate it to him. People have tried to say, think about it, Kvothe. What do you like? What do you, how do you think Dena makes her way in the world? He's never heard her say it. He's never like had her say, I sleep with men for money you know or i sleep with men in order to get the the remuneration i need to survive in the world and so i feel like he's never really had to like sit with it and think about what dennis life is like and the kinds of uh and uh yeah i think you're right that this sentence does a lot of work yeah and i think that uh also next chapter spoiler warning next chapter is where they have their big blow up and i think that his reaction to learning this news might make him feel more protective and might raise his desire to, to save her. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't remember exactly how that scene goes. So maybe I'll revise my opinion when we get to it, but it might also be the case that he is harboring some, uh, some negative feelings about the profession of sex work. Right. That like, that's true. You know, he's just like, I can't believe that she would actually do that. You know, maybe he's been deluding himself all along that, uh, you know, she doesn't sleep with the men that she sees, but you know, as Dennis says herself, you know, like that's not realistic. 
Yeah, in defense of Quoth, he has expressed on multiple occasions the fact that, you know, his father taught him to always call a whore a lady, etc., etc. Although, I think that's a bit of a reductive and regressive attitude as well. But of course, we're getting into that sticky wicket of how the discourse has changed since Rothfuss wrote it. And I think his intentions are are good. So that's neither here nor there. But I, I, I'm inclined to think that while Quoth, like, considers himself an ally of sex workers he still kind of feels like he needs to rescue denna and whether or not that comes up explicitly i don't think it does it's certainly important context the fact that this revelation happens before immediately before that fight and also also we must never make the mistake of thinking that just because a character who we like in a book says something that the author endorses that or that the author for that matter endorses anything that any character says in the book as like a thing that you should actually think. Right. So even if Quoth's dad does have some well-meaning, but somewhat uh, outmoded ideas about how you should treat sex workers, that's not to say that that's what Rothfuss thinks about anything. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I also think that it is not a coincidence that Denna ends up using the metaphor of a horse, which sounds very much like horror. Yeah, and also, you know, she gets to make the uh, the rather grim pun at the end, or rather play on, play on words at the end of the chapter here, which is... Uh... He's going to get ridden. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have, I have my main note, um, but before we get to that, I sort of, I, there was like a little teeny thing I wanted to touch on, which was that Denna was talking about how when this thing happens, you leave and you burn your bridges. And it's just like, that's what Denna's always up to when she leaves, right? Yeah, you know what? As much as I do still want her to be sucked into another world uh, by the power of the moon, uh, it's also equally and probably more likely that when she disappears, it's because she has to make a quick exit from a a John gone bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can read this as Denna's, like, because we know that that's what Denna does, and that's what she says you have to do if you don't want to do something that the guy wants you to do. Then it is still possible to to read it that like Denna leaves these guys, you know, in the dust before they can ever make her like pressure her into having sex. But I I personally don't think that that's actually what's happening. But that's a thing you could you could you that's the thing you could think. Yeah, well, I mean, I suspect that her cutoffs are either uh, violence or like marriage. I think that. You know, it's probably equally likely or probably more likely that's the people that she dates, like, actually fall in love with her. And that's when she has to cut the cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she doesn't want to be tied down like that. Yeah. And also, I don't think she, you know, she has a, a purpose, right? She's not, she's also not really trying to find a partner. She has a greater purpose. And that's what we haven't really talked about yet on this page. Of course, we don't have a lot of information on it, but we get all but confirmation here because Denna is speaking uh, to this other girl and we're asking a rhetorical question. But of course the answer is that, or at least the rhetorical answer is that Den is asking this because that's what her motivation. There's something she wants more than anything else in the world that she's willing to put up with all of this other stuff in order to put herself in a position where she can get it. Mm-hmm. Presumably think, that's what her patron is offering her. Yeah. Well, and I kind of think that's what separates her from this girl, you know, like Denna is one of those people who has like a will to power and a, a drive to, she has ambition. She has an ambition that is more powerful than her need for like comfort and safety. And, you know, like, and like a, a life that is sort of 
predictable and, and safe and, and nice. And I think that most people can't say that. I think most people, when faced with the choice between living a hard life that will lead you to your ambition versus living a relatively comfortable, safe life that's not going to be that exciting, but you'll always like be safe. I think most people are going to choose option B. And I kind of think that this girl might also end up choosing the option of going back to her family when her bruise clears up rather than Denna. Yeah, I, I think that's also what Denna is kind of, I think that's what Denna's hoping. I think on some level, Denna is doing a bit of vicarious living. Like I, I can't go back, but at least this girl can. And I also just want to bring up that Nick, you mentioned Dennis patron and on page on the previous page, Dennis says, you know, the girl asks, why are you being so nice to me? Why are you helping me? And Dennis says, because someone helped me once when I needed it. And I think that that is probably her mysterious patron. Could be. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking like, like another, another lady maybe in the same sort of situation as, as how like, Denna has has seen this girl maybe like another lady would have would have talked to her and been like hey yeah the patron is just so sinister yeah I feel like the patron is too sinister to be helpful (laughs) well no but I don't think Denna sees it that way I think Denna's like this guy like you know brought me out of the you know gave me the resources I needed to help myself you know I'm past I like I because she really doesn't seem to see Master Ash in the same sinister terms that other people seem to see him in well, the same way that Quoth seems to see him in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quick thought. Um, have we ever entertained the idea that Master Ash might not be male? That Master oh. Ash might be a lady? I don't think we have entertained that idea, but I love it. Do you, do you have a suspect in mind? What if it's Mellow and Lackless? I mean, I'm, I'm extremely suspicious of Mellow and Lackless in this read for whatever reason. Uh, so that she is my, she is my go-to scapegoat. Uh, but... Uh, I'm basically, I also think that, you know, it's a nice bit of obfuscation on Dennis' part if she always refers to the patron as male when uh, he is not. Yeah, that's pretty, that's cool. I like it. Anyway, Jordana, uh, what else do you like? I like that this chapter, or that this page is on the end of the chapter, and that this chapter is called Horses, and it has a lot to do with the fact that the, the horses are mentioned a lot on the first page of the chapter, and also they talk about horses near the end of the chapter, uh, with with Denna. Yeah. Words. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that you're completely correct. Yep. And as you say, Jeremy, it also has a bit of a sound. Uh, it sounds a bit like the word whores. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, it is almost homophonous. And we'll be back with uh, more words that sound like other words on tomorrow's page. Uh, the... Way.